We have a dream. We have a voice. This is the Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. Hi, I'm your host, Kevin Touch, and we are the, the Anchor, Anchor Nation. Nation. Hello, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch, the host of the Anchor Nation Community Radio. We're back with another episode of the Anchor Nation podcast, episode 46 with Emma Rias, also known as Emma Rias the YouTuber. Had a great convo with Emma Rice. He's a very humble man, and he's a very busy man, as I found out with his YouTube life. He's got to do things a little bit differently, coming from the Netherlands over to America. And I had massive respect for this interview. I mean, a lot of people I didn't didn't think about, but well, I didn't think about they couldn't do certain things, and and he still does it, even with the restrictions. Definitely. A, Definitely a great interview for sure. If you want to check out MRI, check out his YouTube station, his YouTube channel. He's gotten a lot of great things. The What Is Life podcast that was recently on. And I hope you guys enjoy episode 46 with MRI's. Anchor Nation, this is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio. And we're back with another episode of the Anchor Nation podcast, episode 46, MRI. And without further ado, I'm going to let MRI introduce himself. Hey guys, Anchor Nation, I want to thank you, the Anchor Nation, Kevin Touch for getting me on the show. So, my name is Emarias, I am a YouTuber, I just uh, recently started about two weeks ago, I have my own Anchor Station, and I kind of document the journey of a YouTuber and kind of the work that goes into running and posting and growing a YouTube channel. Awesome, uh, and YouTube is definitely an evolving landscape, so we'll dive into that. Right now. Evolving landscape, for sure. <laughs> so question one, who told you about Anchor? Well, I think, you know, it's one of those things where one person tells you and you're like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll try it. But then you don't really try it. And then somebody else tells you, and you're like, maybe I should check it out. And then uh, one of my YouTube buddies actually told me about it. And I was like, oh, maybe I should check it out. And then they started doing Anchor. And I was like, I should get on Anchor. And then I went on Anchor. And then I told, uh, I told one of my friends, the friend that told me first about Anchor, I told him, I'm like, hey, I'm an Anchor. And he was like, I told you about that first. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> but yeah, that's that's how I got into Anchor. And then I heard uh, a bunch of uh, Gary Vaynerchuk talking about it, and I was like, okay, maybe it's a good platform to stay on. Yeah, Gary V has uh, been a big influence on this app. And it's interesting mm-hmm. how your friend kind of got into you. Now we move on to question two, the backstory. What was the backstory about you starting your YouTube journey? Well, a long, long time ago, in a far away, in a far away land called uh, Cairo, Egypt, I was there, you know, as a, as a youngin in seventh grade, <laughs> uh, yeah, as a youngin, um, there for uh, dad's job. Dad is in the oil industry, so I was living there, and uh, there I actually met some of my best friends there. But um, with those friends, I actually made uh, a two. Uh, YouTube videos, um, Justin Bieber uh, song parodies. One is from for Baby, the other one's for One Time. Uh, so you can imagine the seventh grader just uh, dancing around his backyard, uh, trying to uh, lip sync to these songs. And uh, since we were all like, um, they're still on YouTube, by the way. Um, uh, maybe one day I'll expose myself. Um, <laughs> but um, since, you know, seventh grade me was too like a, uh, is too, 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 too embarrassed to to uh, really to, like, use an actual, oh, yeah, 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 
um, to use an actual girl in these videos that I was singing to, we used a trash can with a pink hoodie on it to uh, symbolize a girl. And um, yeah, so we, we made that. Um, I edited it together. It was very beautiful. And uh, that's kind of how I started in the seventh grade. And then when I came to uh, Houston, Houston, Texas, uh, right. for dad's work again, finished the last two years of high school here. And that's when I uh, really started uh, making these kalimba covers, kalimba being that little African instrument with the, uh, the little, like, 13 rows of uh, little metal keys on them. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah, so I made a couple of those. It was pretty easy to play. I could play some popular songs on there. So I posted those up, and you know, I kind of got, got a, couple, a couple subscribers from there, and I was like, oh, maybe I should do YouTube. So then when I got to college, I was like, you know, I should, I should really uh, – post some YouTube weekly and then I started posting weekly and uh and I was like oh cool time to grow I guess interesting interesting how your journey kind of started from something so small as a parody video then you went back kind of to your dad's your roots and all that and yeah. now you're here so just a quick follow-up question out of all the pieces of content you make which one was just really you felt you put the most work into and got the most value out to the audience hmm well, a long, long time ago, <laughs> I made this <laughs> this one video um, that kind of uh, parodied uh, the life of a billionaire or a very rich person. Um, and I think that was one of my most intense videos, I'll, I'll, albeit it wasn't like editing intense. Well, actually it kind of was intense editing because I was using a very, I was using Pinnacle Studio, this very old school kind of really kind of crappy editing software so it was really like laggy and old computer and everything so just it was just a kind of nightmare to edit but yeah. um for that yeah for that i was so i was sitting in a seat and i had a tripod with my camera and i used like a like a turtle beach headset mic and audacity to kind of record like an audio in a better way i kind of have to keep that out of frame um but yeah i was recording that with my phone and um i didn't want to keep getting up and sitting down to stop, start and stop it. Uh, so I, I use a, I plugged in, so this is cool with Android, Android phones can do it. So you can plug in a little uh, micro USB, USB thing and then plug in an external mouse. So you can actually use a mouse with your phone. So I use that, but it was really small screen. So it's kind of hard to see everything on it. But um, yeah, I mean, and I was, and uh, I was doing this at like, you know, two, 3 a.m. Um, and I had the fireplace going in the background, and it got it got really hot, especially with my suit on. So it was it was, it was a long night, and just trying to kind of having to keep on filming and filming because I kept on getting it wrong. The accents I was doing a British accent. Um, it, it it was it was a, a real big process, and it was one of my first videos, so I didn't really know how to do it. So I want to make it perfect, perfectionist, you know. So over and over and over again. Hit the reps. You got to keep taking those reps and make practice. Mm -hmm. The practice will take perfect. You kind of evolve from the. All right, I have to put the work in. I got to put the time. You kind of understood that. Now you're starting to get into the aspects of what do you do for the audience? What do you do for those certain people out there listening? You'll get more of the critique and you'll get more of that criticism, that you know, constructive criticism and go for it now where you can produce videos and it doesn't take, it might take a while, but it doesn't feel as stressful as it did in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You already know what's going on, kind of like a, like a rhythm set to it, you know? Absolutely, the rhythm is key. And speaking mm -hmm. of rhythm, question three, great segue. How's balance with school, your life, and just making videos help you grow with organizational skills? 
Oh boy. Well, first of all, just 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 uh, I really hate school. Um, school kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> so so yeah. So I'm in this special entrepreneurship program, which is great. I love the entrepreneurship program. But then, besides all these you know cool entrepreneurial classes, you have like standard core curriculum classes. Like you know, like I was rant about being linked to oceanography on my anchor station. I usually I usually record my anchors between classes because you know the you have hustle. time then. Yeah, the hustle. I like the feeling of that, um, especially being like the oceanography because I really hate that class, but attendance is counted towards your grade. Um, so the struggle is uh, kind of paying attention in class, uh, trying to pay attention in class when you have, you know, all this boredom and stuff you could be doing, like writing a script or whatever, or editing a video. So I really get kind of angsty in class because I'm like, can this class end already? I'm trying to edit this video. Right. Um and then balancing that is really hard, uh, especially if you're trying to have some kind of social life. Um, and I've kind of like connected my social life with people uh, I think are going to do really good in the future. So it's kind of like, oh, no. Oh, that's a fire alarm test. <laughs> interesting anyway yeah yeah we might have here a random fire alarm during this but um uh i completely forgot where i was now oh no okay cool that that was great okay um, one of the most awkwardest moments on the anchor nation live <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, you were, no worries. I, I know where you were. You were talking about how school, you were an oceanography class, and you need to balance social life. You could. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, kind of the people I spend my social life with uh, are the people that I've met through classes and everything. And uh, my, my entrepreneurship uh, program is very tight knit because I only accept like 30 to 40 people out of the whole like business school, like thousands of people. So, it's very tight knit. So, usually my social life consists of the the people within that program, I think, are gonna like really win at win at life, you know. Right. So my social life is mixed with kind of making an investment in them, because in the future it might really pay off and everything. Um, and then and then there's a uh, school, just general coursework, which uh, usually I just uh, I have this big wall calendar. I write all the assignments when they're due, um, and then I usually just uh, just get those done like an hour or two before I do. <laughs> And uh, I have all the test dates written on there. So I usually study for a test like uh, a day or uh, a couple hours before the exam and uh, just memorize everything I can. And just regurgitate and just forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it works, though. It, if it works for you and you develop the system where I can balance the schoolwork, have that calendar, then focus on life, and then the fun part, making the videos, and you have that system down pat, you don't really have to worry about anything else other than keeping that system afloat. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, and I'm trying to get to two videos a week now instead of one, but nice. I've been pushing that. Yeah, every, every week I've been pushing that back. I'm like, next week I'll make the next video because everything always just – something always just comes up um, week to week, and it's really, it's really annoying. Um, but – especially since now I'm trying to expand that social life network going on because I kind of, especially with Gary V kind of made me see the value in having relationships. Um, 
And I'm happy I don't have a girlfriend or anything right now because that would really suck. Um, yeah, imagine having that so much time commitment. Um, oh, time is huge. You can go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So that's that. No, I think it's interesting how you you brought that up and you brought annoyance, which not really going to help this next question. But question four: How is the new YouTube monetization rules impacting the way you produce content? I know it's been a talk of the town in the YouTube land. Yeah. Oh, YouTube land coming to anchor. I like that. Um, it, it's it's a uh, it is quite the annoyance, honestly, because uh, you know I was doing uh, twenty dollars a month on YouTube and uh, now I don't get that anymore. I mean. I mean, it wasn't something to live off of. It was just kind of like a little, like, like Side cool, hustle. I actually, yeah. It was like, cool, I actually make a little bit of money off this, you know? And that means I can get a paycheck for 100 because the threshold is 100 $100, a, you know, every five months. That's not, you know, that's, that's something. Um, but, you know, it really hasn't affected me because, you know, I, I guess my motivation comes from some, like, instead of making money, like, kind of like um, changing, you know, changing lives in a way, kind of, like, you know, like, I want to be that that big YouTuber that you know responds to little guy, you know. That, that absolutely, I think that's important. That you said little guy, and Anchor is definitely a platform for the little guy. And, yeah. Now is there? Oh yeah. Is now just a quick follow. Is there anything now that with the new rules? Do you see you're changing anything with the content you're producing on YouTube? I know you've been trying to document on here. Is there anything you would just like to add about that, or anything you want to talk about? with project wise of anything you want for anchor to hear. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm trying try to get the, the two videos a week actually uh, yeah, going out. Yeah. So one video a week more. Uh, so the, my weekend video is going to be like a bigger production, kind of like a skit or something I've worked on longer. And then the, probably the Wednesday video is going to be something I just sit in front of the camera and kind of do a quick couple of things, um, quick editing and stuff so I can get more content out there and, you know, kind of grow the brand. Get the production level down the weekend and kind of see where it goes. I, I like that. You know, I think it's important to increase production because you get into this mindset where you don't have to be like, oh, no, where do I go? Now you're now you're more stable. Now you're more in the hustle mode where you can kind of get involved with other things and develop your organizational skills. So I got you. It kind, of, it kind of it ties all back. In. I like it. And question five, what are some other hobbies you had that have impacted your creative mindset? I know you got a busy schedule, but is there anything else you find time for? Um, yeah, I mean, my, my guitar, it's, it's, it's been kind of, of, yeah, yeah. The guitar been on off practice. I really want to just hone in on that, but it always gets pushed back, uh, behind, you know, video editing and everything. Um, I mean, the, the cool thing is I always have it like next to me. So whenever something's loading or something is, you know, uh, you know, something's not, you know, internet's not working or whatever. I'm just uh, trying to refresh the page. I just throw, pick up the guitar, do a little bit of uh, exercises, and, uh, you know, it's not enough to become an expert, but, you know, it, it's something better than nothing. Interesting you mentioned guitar. Now, now if it's sitting right next to you, let's wait to the end. <laughs> <It's all laughs> oh, I'll, I'll wait to the end there. So that's actually a great uh, – but anyway, before we get to question six, do you feel like just music is a quick thought? Do you feel like music in general has impacted you, just gives you more of that vibrancy of life to keep going? Sometimes is that that motivation between a day and yeah. night? Yeah, that's, that, that's true. I mean, like, uh, like it can, music has the power to, like, change my mood, especially when I'm playing it, because I can be like, oh, I'm kind of sad. So I, I, I play, like, a sad song, um, 
Just a couple of, you know, a little bit of finger plucking on the chords, a little bit of arpeggio, you know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> arpeggios on the chords. And then I kind of do a little bit of singy, singy here and there, you know, a little kind of um, just the, how, do, how the day's going, the moods and stuff, like cliche sad songs. And uh, it's like, oh, cool. I can make music. I feel happy now. Right. Right. You know, right. And you feel more inclined to do something for other people. Even sometimes you get in that mode where, the music is inspiring to you. It might inspire uh, another person, or you might be inspired to do something for them. Or even when you're having a bad day, the music, the guitar, the instrument, it picks your, picks your day up and you keep moving forward. Exactly. Yeah. A real pick me up or aha. Uh-huh. There you go. So, question six How has leaving your homeland to come to America impacted the way you live life now? Mm, that's true. Yeah. Hmm. So I guess the thing is, um, I was thinking about this question earlier, like there's, there's no real homeland for me. So that's, there's, there's that, you know, I don't really have a, have a home. Cause when I go, well, citizenship, right. I guess, uh, Dutch and Turkish, when I go back to Holland, Netherlands, um, it's not really like, like I live there because everybody's like, uh, they use all these slang terms and everything. And, the culture, I don't really get the culture because I've never lived there. Um, and then, you know, same thing with Turkey. And then in America, you know, I'm not a citizen. I can't, can't get a job or anything. Right. Um, so it's kind of like I'm not really part of America. Uh, <laughs> so the homeland thing is kind of weird. And I guess not having a homeland is kind of, kind of stressful, but it makes me kind of hustle more. Uh, to try to make, you know, the American dream work in America without being American. Yeah, yeah. Make- no, I think the homeland, sometimes being not in a stable environment, one thing I've learned uh, through interviews I've been doing and the thing I've been seeing with stability, it's not guaranteed. It's not granted. So even mm-hmm. having that, so having that unsta- unstable life, having something where you don't have to worry about no changes, like it's just kind of mundane. That may not seem interesting to you. And you taking that approach saying, I don't really have the homeland. I mean, I have, I have Holland. I have where you're stationed now in, in Texas. But for, for you, it doesn't, it, doesn't seem, it doesn't seem to bother you. It seems like you take, you take that with stride. Yeah, I think, I think I just have big confidence that I'll make it work wherever I, I guess wherever I am or that I'll make it work to stay in the U.S. Because, you know, if, if you're a student, you can stay here. So I guess, I guess, uh, just keep on, uh, keep on going. Try, just yeah, just try to get like a full ride scholarship and just just keep on grinding through those, uh, you know, through those stupid classes and while you're doing the dream thing. Um, yeah. Gosh, you always uh, focus on your dream, focus on the hustle. Yeah, I've, I've actually always, for some reason, I've always wanted to work at like Best Buy as just like a store associate. So I, I love tech and then helping people with tech and kind of showing off my tech oh, knowledge. The but... Geek Squad, I got you. Yeah, it's something like that, but it's like, dang it, I can't do it. You're not authorized to work as a student. So he's like, I'm like, dang. So people who, who come up to me and, and, you know, they're like, um, yo, my life sucks. I don't have any money. What do I do or, or whatever? And I'm like, dude, you're a U.S. citizen. You can literally go go work at somewhere you kind of like to work at or you can, you know, make it happen. so much stuff you can do. And I'm like, ah, it's annoying because I kind of have to do like, bunch of odd jobs in a way like flipping stuff on ebay has been a big thing for me 
Um, doing a little bit of day trading with those, you know, those cryptos, um, getting, getting some of that YouTube money, uh, stuff like that, really. Yeah, you have to you have to think outside the box. I think that's that's important for anybody to realize that when you got a stable situation, take advantage of it. Don't don't assume anything because some people don't have that. And you bring that up is a perfect explanation of why people should not be afraid. They should be willing to do things for themselves rather than kind of laying in the weeds and sitting it out. It's important to take action when needed. Yeah, exactly. That's also that's also a reason why I'm really grinding so hard right now because i know that right now i have you know i'm pretty i got i'm pretty stable right. um luckily you know my parents said they would pay for uh, my whole undergrad um yeah my undergrad life so that's you know that's rent covered and tuition covered and car insurance covered so my expenses right now are really low and it's gonna be like that for the next year and a half and then comes graduate school and all that other stuff which i have to worry about myself but um year next year and a half i'm like I'm fairly stable, so I'm like, dang, I'm not going to have such a good time of my life, you know, yeah, ever again. So yeah, I really exactly. have to, like, I wish I could enjoy it, but I really have to, like, work so hard just to, you know, make the dream happen. Enjoy the grind. I think that's the, I think that's the best message. If you can't enjoy things outside, like you can't go to this events, or you can't go to the parties, enjoy the grind. <laughs> that's the best advice. I do love the grind. I love the feeling of um, being overwhelmed for some reason. <laughs> That's all right, though. As a lot of people have that, and they, they respect it, which is if you can kind of embrace it, you'll be into something later in the future. Which That's actually, true. which actually, this is a good question. What is the difference between the cultures, in your opinion, from where you stayed in the Netherlands to now in America? Do you see any differences, or you see have anything you've seen personally or moments to take away? Yeah, yeah so I, I go back uh, home uh, almost every summer. Um, so the culture there is very... Uh, it's it's very different from the U.S. because it's not capitalistic. You know, like people, uh, you pay like um, almost fifty percent income tax if you're above like, like, like kind of like like thirty thousand dollars a year or something like that. So it's very like uh, you pay a lot into the system, but then you get you know really good uh, tra- public transportation, which I actually really hate public transportation. I found out. Uh, I love I love my uh, I love my car. It's practical. You don't have to go by the schedule of the buses and everything. Um, plus, you can, you know, record stuff while you're in the car, do some anchoring, you know. Um, even though there's traffic, you know, especially in big cities like Houston, horrible traffic. Um, but, yeah, so public transportation and the healthcare, you know, it's it's not outrageously expensive there uh, because, you know, you pay into the system. Um, but there's also, like, a sense of... Uh, not too much bush in a way there's a very a lot of individuality but there's also a sense of uh you gotta you gotta be a very chilled out culture you know very chilled out especially yeah i mean that, that's evident with their like drug laws and everything very chilled out culture and uh you know kind of in a way slow moving you know enjoy the nature that's there you know enjoy the you know the fresh air and everything you know, the gotcha. yeah yeah, they don't have a lot of su- sunny days there during the winter times, especially. So every like the sunny day that happens like every couple of weeks, that one sunny day, like everybody just goes to the beach and just chills out and everything. So I'm like, you know, I don't want to, you know, I want to keep grinding kind of in a way. Like that's why I like the uh, the American dream because you got all these people here trying to make it happen. 
It's interesting. It's interesting you bring that up. I think I'm sure there's probably people grinding in the Netherlands. They they have that dream. But yeah. it's such a chilled back culture and you're used to more of the hustle and bustle of Houston, which I believe is the third or fourth largest city in America, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. And when you do when you think about it in real context, Amsterdam versus Houston, you probably have different drug laws. You just mentioned that. It's more yeah. if I'm not mistaken, it's open. Like there's there's nothing's uh, what you, I think it's legalized. Everything's almost legalized versus yeah. it's more stricter in America. And you have these different contexts and uh, contrasts and you, and you help not think, but I was there one time and the cultures just seem so different. So I know what you're kind of yeah. saying. You, you, you kind of been Americanized here where you want to stay here and live that dream and only occasionally visit in the summer just for family reasons, and, and yeah. really, and, and even maybe you can share your story to other people. Maybe you can share your stories to the Netherlands and say what you've been doing there, and kind of vice versa to give you more of this context and value in society. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, yeah, I mean, during the summer, whenever I'm there, I film all my videos there. So right. I guess I kind of get a different, I get some, I get some fresh content, you know, fresh location, fresh content, fresh, uh, you know, scenery. So it's kind of nice going there. Um, but living there would uh, would really set me back, honestly, because I have to relearn all these uh, technical terms, accounting terms. You know, I learn in in school right now that I can use for a job in the future. I'd have to probably relearn them. Um, yeah, it would set me back, but you know, I'll, it's possible. It's interesting. You have to you have to relearn and readjust yourself, evolve yourself. And you mentioned yeah. fresh content, though. That's that's important. I think the what trend what trends now. It may not trend tomorrow. So having the fresh stuff come in every day and lock and load that up, get yourself a winner, which actually moves into our kind of a curveball question on question eight. If you had a choice to do YouTube for the rest of your life or have unlimited wealth, which one would you choose and why? Ooh. So is, is, wouldn't, wouldn't unlimited wealth be really boring because you don't have anything to work towards? That, that's what I was thinking when I heard this question initially. Like, um, that's why I would, I mean, uh, you know, unlimited wealth would be, would be great. Uh, but you know, what are you, what are you working towards then? You're just kind of chilling and kind of spreading the love with the money. I guess you could do that. But you know, like if you just, uh, got the wealth, you know, like where's, where's the, where's the, uh, where's the work put into it? That's exactly the answer. I mean, there's no correct answer, but that's exactly the answer that shows you who you are. Because yeah. if you think about it, you're not here about the money. You're here about, yeah, of course, it's a great incentive, but at the same time, you're here about the passion, the grind, the the yeah. love of making videos, the editing process, the filmmaking, all that. It gives you that extra motivation every day to say, it's possible, a dream is possible. And if it's just handed to me, yeah, if it's just handed to me, am I really doing anything? So I like exactly. that. I like that yeah. answer of go for it and put it into the passion of what you're doing. Yep, bring the heat. Bring the heat. That's that's it. <laughs> that, that's it. Bring the heat every day. Oh, you, you, you give a hundred, you can never, you can never fail. I mean, that's true. You give a hundred, exactly. bring the heat, you never fail. You never fail. So, question nine: What is a motivational message to any YouTuber out there trying to create content, or just anybody in general, like a little guy trying to create content on any platform? This is great. I mean, I talk about it on, on my anchor station all the time. Um, it's, it's find, find your people on YouTube for, for real. 
uh, like find that group of, I have my own group of small YouTubers that, that we just, you know, we got the Snapchat group going, we got all this communication going. We kind of, you know, um, you know, talk about each other's videos and everything. We watch each other's videos. So at least you have like, like a group of like three or four people who like actively comment and on your stuff and watch it, which is a great feeling to have because there's always that fear as a small YouTuber that when you post up something that nobody's going to watch or people are going to hate it and unsubscribe, which is, you know, it's not a fun feeling. So, uh, having that small group of people gives you kind of the confidence and the, and it kind of makes all the, uh, late editing nights much funner when everybody else is up editing late too. Teamwork makes the dream work. That, that, that's for sure. You have that group, you have that people that you trust, you have the confidence in to do the work, put the time in. It makes yep. your, not only your job, but the group's job easier. So that's a great message, everybody out there. Find your people. Find the people you connect find with. Your people. Find your uh, people. Find the connecting groups. Find the vibes and network. I love it. I love it. Find the vibes. Yep, that's true. <laughs> so question 10. This is, uh, I know it's kind of, we're thinking far out here, but what is your goals in the next five years? Whether it be your personal work, uh, your, your work on Anchor, YouTube, or just anything you want to share with the Anchor Nation? Oh, boy, oh, boy. So the, the the dream really would be to uh, to somehow talk my way into getting a a job at um, well I'm actually I'm actually really lo- looking at applying for uh, you know Vayner Media Gary Vaynerchuk's company uh, they have some summer 2018 internships so I'm looking uh, I'm really gonna try to get in, in with that um, that would be really cool and then the dream would be to actually to work there. Uh, sponsored job because uh you know i get that sponsorship to stay in the u.s sponsored job there be able to stay in the u.s eventually get a green card through that sponsorship um while also on the side just you know the side hustle being youtube and trying to grow that and then eventually shifting completely to youtube and living off merch sales and adsense and everything like that um that's, that's maybe more than five years but that's 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 the dream right there it seems, it seems to me you're taking more of this calculated approach, though. You don't, you didn't really say, "I need it now." You took that approach where it's going to take time. The patience needs to be put in, and when yeah. you put that patience yeah. in, in five years, it's going to fly. It's going to yeah. fly. I mean, five years, it seems like it's is nothing, but in reality, it flies by. And if you can take those necessary steps to get the green card, to get something, even with an internship at VaynerMedia, to do these little things. Those little things add to big things in the end of the day. So I appreciate that answer. And at the end goal, YouTube is the main the main hobby. So if you can get that going too on the side with uh, what you're trying to do with the internship, it could be a full time gig one day. So it's important yeah. to keep that realistic expectation. YouTube and then moving on to uh, other platforms which you believe in, like Anchor right now. Um, so if you believe in that, one day you could uh, build a brand on there too. Absolutely. Any any place, any time, any moment. Anything can happen. So it's important to keep that in mind. Which moves on to our final question. Question 11. What is one thing you like to tell the Anchor Nation that they may not know about you? And it could be a fun fact. Hustle. That's beautiful. That, 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 that's... I'm, I'm half kidding. <laughs> but that is beautiful, yeah. Um thing. Yeah, I read this, I read this earlier and it was kind of hard to figure out and I started thinking about the whole, my whole class I had earlier too. I was like, hmm, what am I going to say to that? Um, right. Bonus question, it said. <laughs> um, 
I guess take take the I guess this is kind of like a tip, another tip, uh, might as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, take take the time to really hone in and learn your craft. Uh, like it may not seem like you're do like you're doing much if you're just watching these YouTube videos and following these tutorials and stuff, but eventually it'll pay off if you hone your skill properly because then you can, uh, you know, like there's, there's so much stuff you can do with social media. Like I mean, this is kind of like a. Yeah, like like the, all the stuff I I hear Gary talking about, I'm like I believe that I I internalized, you know, I, I'm I'm like mini Gary V. Like you can you can have um, you can monetize so much stuff. Like if you're a really good video editor because you you know honed your skill through YouTube videos and learning your craft through YouTube tutorials, then you can uh, you start filling up your Instagram with really nicely edited you know content, and then um, you know hit up people, be like yo. Uh, um, yo, uh, President Obama, I make the best uh, edited videos, music videos or whatever. Let me make the next music video for your rap video, you know? You, you, that's a great point, though. I'm glad you said honing in on your craft. If you can hone in on your craft just a little bit each day, or even just 1% a day for a year, that's 365% walking in the door from January 1 to December 31. If you can do it just 1% a day and hone in on a little bit of each of your video skills or take something from that day you learned and take away, you'll see the results happen in an instance. It's crazy to think, but it happens. You're right. Exactly, yeah. Gotta just, just keep honing the craft and then 10 years down the line, you'll be good to go. You'll have a skill that's pretty useful, especially if you look at where the trend's going. Like You don't want to like spend 10 years learning how to, you know print newspapers uh, <laughs> right you know something where you expect the trend to go keep the trends going guys anybody out there if you got a rap video that mris will do he'll do it for you it's not a problem for free <laughs> for free that's understandable all right so here we go guys at the end of the day i said mris is going to play us out with the guitar but before we do that i want to say thank you to the anchor nation thanks to mris for coming on mris one dm your social media before we go and then we'll play us out yeah um so if you don't know how to spell my name it's probably going to be in the anchor title but all my social medias wherever you are youtube anchor instagram twitter i reply to uh everything always be replying um it's at emirias which is uh ready for this e m e r r i a s that's at Emirates on all his platforms. Thank you once again, Anchor Nation, for listening. And here we go. Emirates, you ready? Follow the journey. Let's let's do it. Um, I'll do I'll do a little outro rift here. I think I've done this before. But I really like this one. All right. Um, sound check. Can you hear that? I can hear it. Go for it. I can feel the heat. Ole! I think I was out of tune, but ole! That's how you end an interview, people. This is KT and Emirates, and we are signing off. Thank you, Emirates. Goodbye, nation. Hi, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and I'd like to say thank you for listening to the Anchor Nation podcast. If you'd like to book an interview or DM me on Instagram, 
follow me at The Anchor Nation. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, it is also under The Anchor Nation. Thank you for listening and enjoy.